0: At the end of the day, people still do business with people. And so I think like really, really investing in, in, in those relationships, I think it is probably um, some of the relationship stuff probably is um, one of my superpowers. If I, if I did was to say I have, have one, I, I, mm. um, I, I have figured out ways to not only get to people I want to get to, but also to provide value to those people.
1: Welcome to the Men of the Hour podcast. I'm your host, Justin Crawford, and for the last few years, this podcast has been aiming to drive positive social impact to our listeners' lives with the lessons and stories learned from today's most influential men. My guests have brought up every topic in the book, from health and wellness to personal struggles and career successes. But no matter what the topic is, I want you to leave this podcast feeling inspired to get out there and create the life worth living for yourself, starting with the one you're listening to right now. Thanks for being here when you could have chose any other podcast out there. Now here's today's episode. You're tuning into a special episode of The Men of the Hour podcast and that is Founders Week. Every other season on this podcast, I invite a handful of founders to join me in a conversation around entrepreneurship, building a brand, and the best lessons learned while doing what they love. You're in for a treat this week as we've got my friends from some of the greatest better for you brands out there, and that's Roan, Hooby, Better and Better, Supergut, and Athletic Brewing Company. Thanks for tuning in today. Now sit back and get ready to learn something new on today's episode. As we kick off our first episode, I wanted to bring my friend back, Jordan Greenfield, who is the creator and founder of a Lincoln Bio biotech company that has really changed the game for users online and on social media in particular, and that company is called Hoobie. Jordan, thanks so much for joining me, my friend.
0: Justin, thrilled to be back. I had blast last time, and I will always make time for you, my friend. Looking forward to it.
1: Either I could sit here and ramble all day about Hubie or you can, but where was the origin of all of this? How did it get started? And then ultimately, where did you want this thing to end up?
0: Yeah, so I spent most of my middle of my 20s um, when I jumped out of doing something I wasn't passionate about and really jumped into the creator world, um, the entertainment world, the celebrity space, I spent a a lot of my 20s, my mid-20s, from 23 to 26, I would say, doing a lot of stuff for people for free. I was I, I wanted to find my seat around the table and I wanted to figure out ways to provide value for some of the top names in the world. And I looked up to a, um, a lot of the big time names behind the scenes. So some people m- might not even recognize these names, but like the John Shahidis of the world who founded Shot Studio and now runs the Nelk Boys, but like was always very intrigued in 2014, 2015, watching and seeing like all the biggest digital stars in the world. So like the Hannah Stockings, the Lele Pons, the Rudy Mancun. Cusos, hanging out with this guy, John, and not really knowing what it was John was doing for them, but knew enough to know that there was a reason they had this guy around and he was providing real value to them. And and so I, I, I really strive to be that person behind the scenes for some of some of the top names in the world that were able to to figure out ways to, to bring them value so it started off hustling figuring out ways to do a lot uh, um, uh bring value and 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 do things for these people for free and before i knew it i ended up finding myself um in the position to found my own company um we ended up building Hooby really in, in the fall of 2020, um, right in the, the middle of the pandemic, when everything was happening online, there was all this digital chaos. And a bunch of our creator friends wanted a a superior alternative to link sites like Linktree that were sort of just these stagnant link sites. They want an exciting way to showcase everything they're doing across the web in the now. And and so we built the superior alternative to that. Um, we ended up, ceding that to a couple of our friends. And before we knew it, we had more people knocking on our door looking for those pages as well. Um, and so things started to get real. in in, in, um, in January 2021, we launched a platform, we've now scaled over the last 18 months to, to 10,000 um, creators that uh, reach well over two and a half billion across social. And now that we've grabbed some of those valuable real estate on, on the web as it pertains to, to the Lincoln bio of some of the biggest names in the world, um, we are really focused on the future of Who and how we can really leave a lasting impact on the entire creator, creator economy and continuing to brand, uh, to, to build, excuse me, uh, tools and functionality for our creators to be successful as it pertains to their, their digital presence. Two, three even longer years ago that I would have been a lot happier to give sweat equity to, as opposed to cash. And they took the cash and, and the equity is a lot more expensive than the cash. And so I, I, think it's a gamble on yourself. It's a gamble on believing in, in what you're building. Um, but for me, like, I was doing fine working elsewhere in, in biotech or for other companies, or I could have, I could have gone and worked for my, my fair share of, of, of companies and, and done pretty well in the, in, in the big scheme of things. But yeah. um, the, 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 the idea of building something on your own. I used to have a podcast called Ground Up where we would talk about a lot of this, but the idea of building something from the ground up and and how rewarding that is for you. And not only that, but the ability to share it with those around you and go through the struggles together and then mm-hmm. feel um, that the small wins along the way and be able to celebrate those wins together. I mean, there's there's nothing like it. And so I think that the 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 idea of a couple of years of sweat equity, and we got lucky too. There are a lot of people that go years without sweat equity and companies end up falling apart and they never end up getting any of that that made up. And that happens 99 out of hundred times. But the idea for me of a couple of years of, because of the belief we had in what we were building, a couple of years of, of sweat equity in exchange for a lifetime of freedom to create what you want, like that mm. is like that, that is um, a no brainer for me. And you have to believe in what you're doing else. You're not going to take the sweat equity, but that's the way I looked at It's like, I can, I can live in a studio apartment with Bianca, um, my, my, um, my future wife and my, my co-founder Cass in the time prior to, to moving out to Vegas, I'll live in a, a studio apartment with them too, for two years or three years, even if it sucks, because I know what, what's, what's going to come of it. And so mm. it was a no
1: brainer for us from the start. I mean, then more on that, you think about like your, what do you call this? What you want out of your personal life as opposed to the business that you're building. I think that takes a lot of sacrifice. Something again, I mean, it's one thing to like, not want to give your time and energy to support people and not get paid for it, right? Which is one thing you did. Second thing is to not give up your, you know, your leased Audi and two bedroom, nice apartment and luxurious like uh, Franklin, Tennessee for that reason, right? So then when you had to really do that for a couple of years, how did you balance your, almost your identity as someone who's creating something, which now, I mean, everybody knows about, but it was back then that you probably have to remind yourself of what you were thinking to yourself in that studio apartment now that things have become more grand scale for you. But take us back a moment when you were living in that studio apartment or like having a lifestyle that was so minimal. I think there's importance to that as you're building a company because something, I want your thoughts on this too. It's like, in order to start a company, there's a lot of areas of sacrifice, one of which is your lifestyle.
0: Yeah. What well, was an interesting is interesting for us because first off, nobody knew that we lived in a studio apartment. We would go out at night and people would be like, you guys have an after party? And me mean, Cass and we just look at each other and laugh like no way you're going to see where we live. But during that time, because of the world we were in and, and I just want to take a step back to and say like the stuff I was doing for free in my in my mid 20s. I was taking bets on people. And like my father always taught me, like, don't give with the with with the um, the intention of of getting something back in return because that's that's a bargain. That's not that that's not giving for the joy of giving. But at the same time, I was taking 20, 30, 40 bets on these big names, knowing that if I went out of my way to provide value to, to, to them, even if one of those came full circle, it would end up paying off for all of all of the investments I made in those people, which which it ended ended up doing but during the time we were living in the studio apartment we were still working in the, in the and we were grinding to make a couple k a month to just just pay the bills and to be able to to, to go out and and put ourselves around the right people but we were also building in the creator space and we were also providing these opportunities and, and these experiences for these big names people. So we were going to like a, a, uh, on like a creator trip that we would put together to the Dominican Republic to stay in this huge villa with all of these successful creators meanwhile none of them knew we were going back to our studio apartment and then we were going out with with people we were doing doing work with in the in the DJ world or or in the creator space and we were we we were getting to experience a lot of these really cool experiences but um, we were getting a, a lot of those accommodations or the, those experiences for free so it was like it was kind of this really weird world where we go in and out of like back to our studio apartment where there's freaking mice running around and then back out into the world and we would get to get a taste of 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 the good life but people would see that on social and they think like oh what you do is so fun meanwhile it's like literally less than a fraction of one the, percent of of the time is that fun stuff that's shown on instagram
1: To everything Jordan just said, if you're listening right now, I know you probably took note just like I did. And you think about if you're going to do anything and put all your time into something like a business, right? Or create something like Hooby, you need to probably check all your balances, which essentially comes down to like your cost of living, where you're living, where you're putting your time and energy. You said something really interesting that I think a lot of us can learn from, which is finding your way. It's not free things, but finding your way to really have experiences that you're not having to pay thousands of dollars for so when it comes to relationships and how you were able to do that now that you're a founder and you see how your relationships and how important they are especially when you keep yourself around great people like Chad and Justin I'm kidding Mm -hmm. Um, how did relationships play into you being able to do all these things with all these amazing creators in Dominican Republic you know
0: well, that was like our compensation at the time. Like we were providing value for those people. We were the ones that were facilitating a lot of this. We were the ones that were putting together like the 50s of the world and the, and the Bob Crafts to be able to go to that Monday night football game and stand on the field because we were the ones that that actually facilitated that. And so it, w- it was the hustle to figure out these out of the box ways to bring value to these people in ways they didn't even know they needed value because else they would have just done it themselves. Um, so it was really it was really just... It, it was getting creative
1: and, and it was hustling. I haven't heard that from a lot of other people, which is why I wanted to ask you that. Yeah. Like as a founder too, I mean, you say founder, but like as a, as a creator, let me just call you for what it is. As a businessman, okay. a creator, a founder, as Jordan, that is a very secret sauce or it's a superpower of some kind. Are other people that you surround yourself with, especially founders, people that are building businesses, have they said those things out loud? Have they ever told you that that's also part of their you know, practice of, of building at all? Um, I mean, yes, I think
0: that I've like, I've been fortunate that like people do like the Blake wins of the world. Who's an investor of mine. It was a 23 year old entrepreneur. I think the world of does come to me and, and, and thank me for the input I've given him in terms of the way I do business, the way I build relationships, the way I, um, uh, look at business development, because, this whole business from the team to the users that to, to everything we built has really at the, at the end of the day has come down to relationships. And I, mm-hmm. one other thing my father always told me, and I may have said this on the last podcast we chatted, but at the end of the day, people still do business with people. And so I think, like, really, really investing in, in, in those relationships, I think it is probably um, some of the relationship stuff, probably is. Um, one of my superpowers if i if i did was to say i have have one i i mm. um i i have figured out ways to not only get to people i want to get to but also to provide value to those people um and it's been it's been really cool to see over the last year and a half, and I just share this with the, the these past investors I was on, on the phone with that I, I ended up being late for you, how rude of me. But like we didn't know in the fall of 2020, like none of our parents come from entertainment or like the celebrity mm. world or like we didn't have these unfair advantages outside of a couple of our friends being creators to build what we built. Like we didn't know when we sold investors on this in 2020 that we're going to actually go out and get these names onto our platform. We believe we were going to. We're going to do everything in our power to, but we actually had to go out and, and do that. Um, and so I, 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 I think that it, it, it really, at the end of the day, it's, it's, I, I look at it as relationships being the, the, the most important thing. And at the core of, of, of everything we do on a, on a business level. And I think mm-hmm. that my, my peers have tended to, um, tended to respect the way that, 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 that I go about doing that. And, and it, I definitely think it is, is something I, um, I do take pride in is, is building relationships.
1: Mm. It's interesting how relationships are what then help you if you had the unfair advantage. More on belief, though. You mentioned it earlier, too. You have to believe in what you're building. And then I immediately thought about the, the people that you hire and the people that you work alongside, the people that invest into be, And then from a business standpoint or not, uh, what's in it for the people that work for you? So if you were going to hire someone tomorrow and you had a need for like a marketing role, you know, <clears throat> my voice is correct, a marketing role, right? And you're like, I got to fill this and I want someone that is this type of person for this reason, but what's going to motivate them outside of a paycheck, right? Like what's what's really in it for a team player of Hubie, uh from a belief standpoint to, to build with you?
0: Yeah. I, I was an athlete in college. Um, and in high school, I played a little bit briefly out after school, but like this, I, I idea of being a good team member and like being a loyal team member and always having your, your teammates back. And when someone's having a bad day, lifting them up and vice versa, like that's always been at like the core of who I am. And so I think in terms of like why you want, like, I'm, I'm the guy you want on your team, not on the opposing team. And, and I, I, um, I take pride in the people we we hire at at Hube. It's not a um, traditional job where it's like, hey, we'll we'll see you at 9 a.m. and we'll say bye to you at 5 p.m. And, and we'll see you the next day at work. Like that's not the way this works. We we are family. We do speak 12, 13, 14 hours a day if, if we need to be. Um, and so I think people are buying into to the loyalty they see. I think that a lot of people going all the way back to like when Casson and I first started doing business together, like four years ago is one of my co-founders. They're like the amount of people that like simultaneously like warned each, each of us about the other one. And like, here we are four or five years later, we're, we're going to build a, a company that's easily worth north of a hundred million bucks. And like, we remember all the people that said that stuff. And there was absolutely no substance to it because at the end of the day, like loyalty is everything to us. And, if you're going to go through the startup game, and you're going to be on the trenches on a day-to-day basis and going completely against the, the, the odds. You need trust. You need loyalty. You need to like, you need to know that your teammates are going to be by your side to go, to go through battle together or else it's not going to work. So I, I, I think it's people buying into the loyalty and, and, and the team family aspect that we've built.
1: This Founders Week special is brought to you by my friends at Better and Better. This premium, natural, vegan, and eco-friendly oral care brand is taking our smiles and our planet on a remarkable journey with their mission, story, and of course, amazing products. Let me tell you, we all have something in common and that's brushing our teeth. But what we might not know is that there's a new way to enhance that experience with Better and Better today. I'll be honest, I didn't think there would be a toothpaste out there that could add so much value to our life, but there is. And that was the entire vision of the co-founder and creator, Vladimir, who's going to join me on the podcast this week, too. Healthy living takes effort and is more important than ever. Change is hard, but existing habits are extremely powerful, like brushing our teeth. And this is where new wellness brands like Better and Better come in. They embedded better health and wellness into our already existing habits and routines. Better and Better's toothpaste is formulated with the strictest, cleanest ingredient standards with safe, gentle, vegan, natural, and organic ingredients that you'll recognize. Simply by brushing your teeth, an already good habit that you're probably doing twice a day for over two minutes with Better and Better's Energy Toothpaste, you get a microdose of vitamins, specifically vitamins B12 and D3, two of the most necessary and lacking vitamins for most people. Vitamin D is essential for immunity, bone health, and mood. And then there's B12, which is not only great for your overall oral health, but also critical to overall health and keeping oxygen flowing in your body. When I first tried Better and Better, it was because my friend Trevor Franklin in New York City was showcasing them on Instagram around the same time that I was looking for a functional product to add to my morning routine. And what better to add than new toothpaste? The great thing about Better and Better's Energy Toothpaste is that you can brush your teeth normally, and what happens is the vitamins are delivered through your tongue, gums, and cheeks, and the vitamins are absorbed into your mouth, which is actually more efficient than your gut. There's no swallowing of pills, no new habits to create, and no extra cost. Right now, you can try Better and Better's vitamin-infused toothpaste and any of their other oral products and save with this exclusive offer. All you have to do is use Men of the Hour 20 at checkout for 20% off your first order. Visit betterandbetter.com to learn more about the science-backed toothpaste, their super clean ingredients, and shop. Don't forget to save 20% off your first order today at betterandbetter.com with the code MENOFTHEHOUR20 at checkout. And you said it's not a typical nine to five job and it tends to be a lot more hours than that. So then I have another question for you as it retains, or pertains to how much time you're having to spend on a business and how you're balancing that. Because as a founder, as someone who creates a business or creates anything, I think a lot of people are always curious as to why you don't just work for another company. If you're going to spend that many hours working anyway, what's the difference there? And then how do you ultimately get away from, you know, what you feel is, is work. I know it doesn't feel like work all the time, but in terms of meetings and like all these to-dos and stuff, you know, like how, how are you making sure that you didn't go sign up for something that was pretty much double a full-time job?
0: Yeah. I mean, just the reward of building your own thing. And there was like some, some, um some, some award that, Ashton Kutcher um, accepted years ago and he's like a known like celebrity venture capitalist but he said there's one quote where he said um, don't live a life build one like don't don't just assume that because everything around you is the way it is that it has to remain that way all that stuff was built ju- by people just like you and so it's like the people that have the itch to go out and build and change the things around them like that's the energy that I need in my life I think I'm I'm very um, I I I'm a high energy individual, I I need to be doing things at all times. Um, for me, the, the idea of continuing to work for and not, I'm not saying I could never work for for other people. But like the idea of not creating what we want to create on a daily basis is like, it gives me a knot in my stomach thinking about and so like, I don't. When when I worked for other people or when I was working on something I didn't want to work on, I counted the hours I worked. I have no idea how many hours I work I I work now, but it's it's there's no form no form of uh the balance routine these days just because it's 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 everything we wanna do. And it's like there's there's no other choice but to commit to it and do it. And so going back to like the less than one percent, like I I had thought about this a couple of weeks ago, but if you even take like the 20 or 25 most exciting things that um, we've done over the last two or three years as it pertains to like the 50 cent party we hosted or like the time we got to go to see this dj with harry jelsea like you're talking you're talking like maybe 100 hours maybe 150 hours of like exciting times like i worked in a week like that like th- that's the comparison of like people think that like there's this th- this huge exciting aspect of it And it's like it's a very small thing we highlight on our instagram stories but the other 99.9% of the time is is me sitting alone or with my teammates in behind my desk here in a freaking dark room just grinding away and a a lot of like the the best experiences as it pertains to like growing and learning about yourself and learning about your teammates like it's really is those Shitty hours between 11 and 2 a.m. when you're trying to crank through getting an investor deck ready, stressed out because you need to get it done. But then the next day, when when that call goes incredible and you get that sort of wind in your sales, it's like that that stuff's a lot more exciting than a freaking DJ show.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it is. How do you then? I mean, you said dark room and a lot of hours. How are you? making that at least a little fun. You know what I mean? I think that like so many people, especially in today's world, it's like, we all got to crank away. And I know it's so hard for all of us to just like work. There's got to be hacks that you have. I mean, you're a creative, so a creative creator. How about that? But like, do you have any hacks where you're like, all right, I know I'm crunching away for the next eight hours, but we're going to make this kind of fun. Anything going on in the office where you're like, this is why we're Hoobie?
0: Yeah. I mean, we definitely make stuff fun, but I think like the rewards of seeing like something we built in Jeff Bezos' Instagram bio, like that's that's fun in in and of itself for us. And like, the and I there was some um, there was some TikTok I saw the other day with um, with Mike Posner and the TikTok. I'm going to send this to you after because it was freaking awesome. But essentially, what he said was, I was on a live Instagram the other day, and he said a fan commented on it and said, "Did you even dream this big when you were growing up?" And he sat there for a second. He was like, I thought about it for a second. he's like, my reality has completely exceeded what my dreams were growing up. And like, I'm not saying I'm anywhere close to that, but some of the experiences that we've we've had over the last two or three years because of the work we're putting in, like going to Tom Brady's house at 6.30 in in the morning in Soho to to, to film a campaign and being able to spend two hours with him or having these big name users use our product or having people like John Shahidi, I have a video of, in a and hopefully he doesn't see this because I'll embarrass myself because we become friendly now, but like this guy was my idol. And now he's tuning in, following be following Instagram. I didn't reach out to him and pitch him. He got, he saw us doing our thing across social and he became intrigued in what we're doing. So a guy like four or five years ago that I would like have done anything in the world for five minutes of his time now is so interested in us that he's tuning in, he's responding to us, he's using our product Like, there, you can't. That's as fun as it gets,
1: and as organic as it gets. I think yeah. what you're alluding to, since since you started talking with me on this episode, is that you knowing that relationships and your investment in people have come full circle every time you get on that computer, every time you touch that investor deck, every time you get on Instagram and start seeing the wow factor of people reaching out. When realistically, a lot of people have to reach out to them, and then you don't even have to do that. Yeah. That is very cool. Um, with a couple of minutes left here, I want to ask you about this lasting impact note that you made a little earlier, which is that you had said that you wanted to leave a lasting impact with be on the creator community, the entire creator community. So one of my last questions for you here is, what would you say now as, as you've seen it grow in a couple of years and you know it's going to keep growing even more, right? With, 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 with huge North stars in front of you. I say one North star, but this is probably a lot for you. Just knowing your energy but what would you say is that impact one sentence, a paragraph? I mean, I just, I kind of want to get in your head on that one. Cause I mean, as you're seeing the excitement on the daily, as someone who created something that's becoming so big, most people can't even handle what that vision then turns into. Cause like you had said, reality will exceed what you thought may have been for Hubie. But now that we've had some time to like chat over the past 30 minutes, lasting impact, what is that for Hubie and what you want to do for the creator community?
0: Yeah, I, I think providing a platform that allows creators the ability to build long and sustaining businesses on 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 sort of like on their terms, where I think that all of these all of these platforms, the main platforms today, the Instagram, the TikToks, the YouTube's, is really they're renting those audiences from those platforms. And so what we're really looking at, and if you think of it as like an Amazon model, where like Amazon has the platform and they're able to see if a aloe product is doing very good in terms of selling on amazon Mm -hmm. and then amazon's able to analyze that data and say you know what we're going to create our own amazon product that's an aloe product and we're going to sell it and 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 we're going to make the user experience better and we're going to make this more visible and more discoverable for for Mm -hmm. consumers to come and purchase that we've learned so much over the last year um the last 18 months in terms of what people are coming to Hubie in order to access, whether that be on the fan side, whether that be a brand looking to, to come there and, and to connect with that creator, like what are people looking for when they come to Hubie? We're analyzing that, we're understanding that. And for us, that's now a, a problem that we have to go and solve. So we have to go and create functionality around. And like the hard part for us, because if you look at the Lincoln biospace, which we just look at as, as step one of what we're building, that's real estate. That, that at the end of the day is... but it's also a commodity like there there's 25 different Lincoln bio companies out there right now. They all have similar functionality in terms of the actual pages themselves. So it becomes a brand preference. It becomes a design preference. It becomes some, some functionality preference, but now we have the opportunity because of the real estate we built to say, okay, All of these people that are coming to Whoopi Pages are looking for these certain things. How can we create functionality and solutions around those things that they're looking for and build those in a way that's going to benefit our users and and ultimately benefit us as well? And so that's sort of the long-term vision, but it really comes down to allowing creators to build sustainable and, and lasting businesses on their terms, as opposed to just relying on these networks.
1: And then we're going to watch that 2.5 billion across social go up even higher. That's exciting. Exactly. That's exciting. I don't even know the number. It was so big of, of what the company is worth and stuff. So we'll, we'll leave that for the description below because uh-huh. I only have so much time with Jordan. I want to go back to unfair advantages with you for a moment. And then I have one final question before we wrap up here on literally the first episode of what I think is people's... especially if you're even considering being a founder, this is the week for you to learn from literally eight to nine uh, guys on this podcast. But unfair advantages to the people who are listening right now who know that they have unfair advantages. They had no money from mommy and daddy. They had no Kickstarter. They probably didn't even go to college. Whatever that might be for them to consider themselves in a bucket of unfair advantages. We all know our own unfair advantages. What would you tell them?
0: What I would tell them is figure out what you're passionate about. Try and get that down into as concise a message as possible and tell as many people as you can tell about it. And it's going to resonate with some people. It's not going to resonate with with, with other people, but the people it resonates with, if they have the ability to make an impact on you or to give you one of those unfair advantages by you getting the word out there and you sharing what you're passionate about and you staking a a flag into the ground and saying, this is what I want to build that that alone is a bold enough move for people to to be interested in in learning more about what you're doing or interested in supporting what you're doing so i think it's i think it's just having the the kahunas to really stake that flag in the ground and and and, and say this this is what i'm building and and this is how we're going to do it
1: which is thank you for that advice. I even needed to hear that, but I needed to hear the word kahunas. If you heard I that, you have, I didn't know what. I to love say. that. That's gonna be the title of your episode, if not <laughs> somewhere in the description. Speaking of everything we've talked about, will be laid out below, my friends. Uh, linked, especially who will be down there. It's like he like he had said, it's aesthetics, it's preference, it's a it's better than link tree. Just check it out all below. My last question for you, my friend, is when you think of what you're doing for yourself. As a founder, more on the health and wellness track of this, I mean, Men of the Hour was grounded in men's health, right? So ultimately, like if you're listening right now, man or woman, I think it's important to understand as a founder where you are with your mental, spiritual, and physical health and all of this, because it gets busy. Those 12, 13 hours can get lagging. So if you could walk us through your daily routine of how, (laughs) not to bring back the routine, but I think I asked you this on that podcast, but as a founder, you know, uh, your daily routine of how you take care of Jordan first, and then spend 12, 13 hours with the team, the, you know, your, your beautiful family, et cetera.
0: Yeah. I, so I had one of these this morning, and we've been moving, and it's been hectic with with the with the young kids. So that the the um, routines haven't been as sharp as I would like them to be. But the early mornings, and I, I think I shared this on the on the, on the podcast for you last time. Like this morning, was it was six to eight, I was catching up on emails and getting all the stuff out of the day and preparing for for our kickoff that I need to do in order to be ready for for my team. And then the the cardio for me is. Like it's such a stressful world we live in that, that if I don't get cardio in, that's when I can end up getting, getting over lashing out on people, whatever it may be. And so for me, the driver, and this might be bad advice, but the driver for me in terms of getting some fitness in or some exercise in right now is competition. So like I have a competition going with my buddy, Scotty Sire, who's a big YouTuber and our CFO, Joe Wagner, where over the last four months we had to run two miles a day and submit, um, submit times. We had to submit like 45 times, I think before um, October 1st, we're doing a two mile race at like a high school track in LA and the winner gets a thousand bucks from each of the others. So 2000 bucks, you win small money, but over a four month period, but that the competition, like the little competitions for me is what drives me on, on, on the staying fit aspect. But I think it's important to, to not, there, there are days where I'll spend 12 hours in the house. I think it's important to get outside, get fresh air, um, get a little bit of cardio. And if you're, if you don't, if you don't have the time to lift weights, I think that's fine, but get some cardio in and, um, and yeah, there's not too much balance right now, but I'm going to continue working on it.
1: I think we all needed to hear that uh, because now How cool is that? Go grab two friends, make a couple grand and go start a competition. You got to gamify this stuff sometimes, which is exactly exactly what what you just brought up. Jordan, thank you for for all of this and for opening up um, this entire week of what I consider to be very resourceful and helpful and hopefully inspiring for everybody who clicks play uh, and who joined us. So thank you uh, once again, my friend, for always giving me your time and your energy. I wish you nothing but the best. I'm always watching it. Uh, Lincoln, so I say Lincoln Bio essentially, right? Is the type of of Mm -hmm. company, but Uh, who be is on my social. It's on a lot of people's social, uh, but all that stuff's linked below. So if you guys tuned in, I hope you learned something new. Hope you were inspired by Jordan's story and who story. And we'll see you guys next time. Uh, probably tomorrow. You're going to click play tomorrow. Hopefully. Right. we got a whole lineup of a bunch of great founders joining us. So thank you for clicking play when you did where you did Jordan. Thanks again, my friend. Thank you, Justin. Pleasure. Hey friends, Justin again. Well, that was the conversation today and I hope you took plenty away from it. For those who keep coming back to this podcast, I wanna say thank you for always being here and growing with my guests and I over the years. And if you're new to the Men of the Hour show, thank you for being here and I'd love for you to come back next time by clicking that subscribe button. Oh, and for all of us tuning in right now, I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode by leaving a rating and review right where you're listening. Until next week, I'm your host, Justin Crawford. Continue taking care of yourself and inspiring others to do the same.